Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Shang-Chi is the highest grossing domestic film of the year. I've got Destin Daniel Cretton, who directed the movie, on to talk about sequel potential, what it was like shooting in a pandemic, and more. The following is the first of a two-part interview. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. So congrats on the success of Shang-Chi, the, the highest domestic grossing movie of the year, and to officially signing up for a sequel. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm very, very excited to to continue working with the team at Marvel. They're pretty, pretty awesome to work with. And I know it's very, very early days, but I'm curious what themes or ideas you might want to tackle with the sequel. For instance, you know, family was such a big through line in the original. What else would you like to see in that Fallout movie? I mean, the truth is I have no idea. (laughs) Um, We're, I mean, I I do think that we'll probably be exploring uh, certain extensions of themes that that we have already touched on, um, answering some of the questions that were posed by the end of the movie. Uh, But in terms of just any kind of details, it's it's we are beginning the process right now. So I'm really excited about what's ahead. Great. And I know your deal also calls for some shows on Disney Plus and Hulu. Don't know if you can say anything about that, or we're going to say see, for instance, a, a series of shorts around Morris. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't really disclose what we are working on uh, on on the TV side, but it it, it is a uh, a combination of some things with Marvel and and some other thing really exciting stories that are outside of the MCU, um, but. All, all very, very exciting things to be working on. I, I could not be happier. Great. Well, uh, going back to Shang-Chi, uh, I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about what it was like to shoot the movie during a pandemic, especially when you were operating in different locations like Australia and San Francisco. It, I mean, the, the pandemic hit everybody, hit the, the obviously the entire world and our industry pretty hard. Um, for for us, I personally never stopped working. Our production shut down, but we continued to edit the footage that we had shot. We shot for about uh, a month and a half before we shut down. So we had a good third one quarter of our movie shot. So we were we were continuing in post production, and also we used the time to plan out um, the remaining of our shoot in more detail, which was very helpful. Uh, speaking of San Francisco and in different locations, the obviously one of the highlights of the film is that bus fight scene. But I, I'm curious if you had a chance to check out that tweet thread from the SF uh, bus driver who kind of pointed out some of the inaccuracies and, and some accuracies uh, in the film. It was a pretty funny th- thread, obviously went around the internet. Yeah, I, lo- I love that thread. It was awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was really... It was really cool to um, to have have somebody call us out on all of the the movie tricks that we were doing. I mean, you obviously there's really 
no place in the world where you can have a bus careening downhill straight for six minutes, which is what our, how long our scene lasts. So we we definitely had to create some cheats in in the route route that the the bus was going. Um, but uh, it was it was I I love that tweet. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah, it just it's interesting how someone cared enough to go through the minutia of it all. Uh, definitely shows there's there's some passion for that movie. I think one of the reasons why it worked so well, at least for me, you know, the characters in the story uh, really broke stereotype and broke expectations, especially if you knew or knew anything about Shang-Chi's backstory and his canon. I'm curious what it was like constructing that story and, you know, how it was dealing with its, well, problematic history. I mean, those are our number one goal from the very beginning was to create a, a Shang-Chi that anyone can relate to. We wanted, we wanted to create characters who felt like my friends that I grew up with in, in the Asian American community in Hawaii. Um, the, that felt like the friends of Dave Callahan, my co-writer who grew up as a Chinese American in the Bay area. Um, and, but we also wanted these characters to be dealing with emotions and themes and, and uh, um, you know, goals that they wanted to achieve that anybody could relate to. Um, and I, I do think family relationships, family dynamics um, are, are very universal. And um, I would hope that not only people in the Asian American community would be able to relate to these characters but whether whether you you have never experienced anything from this culture i i think it would be uh hopefully surprising to some people of how how much they can identify with shang chi and Xiling and and even wen wu um by the end of the movie and and if if that does happen that's to me one of the the greatest um successes of our movie yeah, and speaking of Wen Wu or, or Tony Young, I mean, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, brought a lot of gravitas. You know, it definitely sort of made him one of the more compelling villains in the MCU. And, and I know, you know, he his story seemed to come to a pretty definitive end there in the third act. But I'm, I'm curious if there is a chance or there's some possibility, given it's a comic book universe, that he makes another appearance or somehow shows up in another MCU project. There's always a chance, I would imagine. There's always a chance in the MCU that anybody who you think is dead could somehow comes back. Um, I, but you know, in the context of our story, it it made sense for um, for Wen Wu, who has lived as long as he did, to to have some peace, really. And by and by the end of the movie, it, it made sense to his character and the story to to give him an ending got it and, you know this is i mean obviously this is an mcu movie but it's also harkens back to sort of old school kung fu movies uh you know shaolin type movies i'm, I'm curious if you saw it that way in in producing this film and and more generally speaking if you think the i guess the genre of kung fu movies still exists especially as, as hollywood has absorbed so much of that martial arts into sort of mainstream action flicks. I mean, th this movie was was definitely from from the very beginning. We we looked at it as a 
a kung fu movie. Um, we looked at it as a superhero movie, and we looked at it as a family drama. And we wanted to capture all of those things and wrap it up in in one aesthetic. Um, we we wanted this movie to pay respect to all of the great kung fu movies that I grew up on. And when we hired uh, Brad Allen, who um, trained under under Jackie Chan and came out of that camp, um, he was was really, really stressed out in the best way, um, stressed out about getting it right and making sure that the Kung Fu and the martial arts in this movie paid respect to the, the art form specifically, and also paid respect to the movies that came before us. And I, I, I feel very, very proud of that team and what they did because it was all created out of a deep love and respect for the art form. Yeah, and I appreciated that it wasn't just one style that was uh, that was shown off in the movie. That there was there was sort of a story linkage between the style of martial arts and and what the plot is needed for that moment, right? Yeah, I mean, there's the 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 style of of fighting and not only the style of of the actual choreography but also the style of of the the camera moves um we're really connected to the the story that we're trying to tell and the development of these characters throughout the, throughout the movie um you see the chaotic chaotic almost comedic style of a jackie chan film and um with a lot of you know gags and setups and payoffs that 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 you you find in the bus fight sequence um uh, but you also find uh, a more eloquent uh, uh elegant beautiful style that that you you see during the the father mother almost romantic love uh fight that happens in the in the first act um, and all of it is is re was really designed um, for the characters and for their relationships to grow throughout each fight, and that was something that was really important from the from the beginning. That's it for part one of the interview. Check out the final part tomorrow. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at the Daily Charge, or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co/dailycharge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.